We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update with the stories, stats, headlines, and rumors people are talking about to get you caught up on all things regarding the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Rotating guests with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, presented by DraftKings, begins now. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to KCSN Update. It's draft week. It's finally here. Well, the week is here. We're still a couple of days away before the NFL world descends upon Kansas City and all eyes are on our beautiful city and to help us break down the largest event in Kansas City history and what the Kansas City Chiefs might do is the Prince of Chiefs coverage, Mr. Nate Taylor from The Athletic, who is back for our five Burning questions presented by our friends over at DraftKings. Nate, it has been like two months since you've come on this. I have so many, I say burning, they're they're pretty lukewarm. Uh, yeah. If you're anything like us, you get kind of tired of talking about the draft. It's almost here. <laughs> Let's get, get your perspective, get a few more questions in here, and uh, just bide that time until Thursday, late Thursday night when the Chiefs finally make it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Hello, everyone. Um, it's uh, hello, friends. It's no, it's great. I, I'm, I'm happy that uh, the draft week is here. Uh, that if you want to, you can watch this ridiculous movie. Um, if you want to, you can, uh, obviously have a lot of fun. Um, look, Union Station looks really, really nice. Um, you know, I know NFL Network is already, uh, down there. Uh, you know, on Monday at the start of the week, but. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, look, look, BJ, I tried to, you know, I don't want to think too hard about it, but I tried to put together, you know, my final mock draft, you know. There you go. Shake some things up, and um, I don't know if people liked it in the in the comment section of The Athletic. So uh, in, a, in a few minutes, I might give you my favorite comment, where it's like, yeah, uh, this is all theoretical, um, but I don't, I don't give people probably what they want to hear, which I'm happy to share here as well. Like I don't, I don't think that you are going to do what many people want them to do. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think outside the box and what they might do in trying to take positional value into some sort of effect because that's what mm-hmm. seems to set people off. 
Uh, I chatted with Matt Miller from ESPN yesterday and uh, talked about the latest rumors that had been swirling around Chiefs mm-hmm. Twitter, which were Alabama running back Jameer Gibbs, which wasn't met well, uh, but was slightly met better than Peter <laughs> King's prediction of Osiris Torrance, the offensive guard from Florida, basically taking a redshirt year, yes. uh, which yes. was a tough pill for Matt to swallow from a positional value perspective. A He doesn't think he, Osiris Torrance is a first-round pick perspective and just the timeline yes <laughs> tight end running back you could start to make me feel a little better but a red shirt year on an offensive guard i can't get there i can't get there nate but uh we do have our five burning questions but one of them is not what was the comment that you got on your article on your your pick <laughs> so you've teased that well enough that i need to know off the top of this show uh what what was the pick and what was his comment um, so I did a lot of things. All right. Um, now again, this is all theoretical. Um, but I do have Brett Veach trading the chiefs up to 25 with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I think that's a decent range. You're not asking for too much. Um, Oh, now people are saying, Oh, Nate, this is when this one, they trade up for, for save flowers, right? This one, they trade up for, I don't know, Quentin Jost. You know, this is when they trade up for somebody who's going to, to, to do something on the field. And I traded up for Maisie Smith, who okay. the more I watch, the more I enjoy and appreciate um, because the Chiefs need defensive linemen. That has been the thing that I've looked over the last week or so, even before Brett Beach's pre-draft news conference on Thursday. I just said the biggest holes are at defensive line in terms of not only the 2023 season, but obviously projecting out. Um, This is from Thomas H. This was seven hours ago. Uh, Thank you for subscribing to The Athletic. Thank you for reading the article and my final mock draft where I went defensive lineman, versatile defensive lineman. Uh, I went tight end in the second round, and I went running back in the third. Oh, my God. So one of the who's the tight end? Is it Laporta? No, it was Kraft. Okay, Tucker Kraft. Um, I understand the comment section. I don't even have to look. I know know what it was. You ignored tackle, wide receiver, and And defensive. Yes, of course. The carries everybody's kind of settled on. So bravo to you, just chef kiss for the engagement on the article and just to think a little bit differently. Yes, actually love it. Of course. So Thomas H. says, love me some Nate. Thank you, Thomas. Quote, hate everything about this draft, including the idea that they would trade up to 26, or it was technically 25, trade up to 26 and pass up on Zay Flowers, who is somehow still available, which is yes. Um, And then draft a running back and a quarterback over positions of need. I I think I used a fifth-round pick to draft. Uh, the UCLA quarterback because I just want to have a gauntlet, Dorian. Yeah, yes, Dorian. I want I want to have a I want to have a true gauntlet. Like, does Patrick need to play in the preseason? No, I I know he's talented. I I know this. Um, now I know Andy Reid. He's going to be old school. He's going to play a series or two. But I just want the whole preseason to be like, here's Blaine Gabbert, here's Shane Michelle, here's Dorian. Um, who you know, like a true competition for the number two spot. Um. But again, Thomas says he hates this. Uh, 
and he finishes by saying, I don't know if this was just dropped out here to cover some weird contingency drafts that the Chiefs would do in an alternate universe. But please, no. Group group think via like draft time is is the greatest time because nobody knows what's going on. And I just love when somebody comes out and says, like, Amazia yeah. Smith, and everyone's like, oh, there's no way he's going to be available. We don't know this. We have no idea. Even I'm sitting here, I was like, no, as soon as you said it, I caught myself. Because, you know, the pocket of edge rushers at the end of the second round is that sweet spot for maybe Felix Aniduke. Who's off? Yes. He's still there. Yes. The kid from Louisville. Uh, Diaby. The kid from Louisville. Yep. Um, KJ Henry. I, he, he's probably gone. But there's uh, Derek Hall. Anywhere that predicted anywhere between 30 and 60. And so, again, time of the year where there's 55 projected first round picks. And everyone just says, there's no way he's going to be able, but you can't say that about 55 guys right. in the first round. So, I, I love the thought process because I have been thinking similarly of not worst case scenario, but we have this in our mind like edge rusher, tackle, wide receiver, yes. where the Chiefs are going the first. Well, if there's run, on all of those positions, which could happen in the yep. first round where they start mm-hmm. flying off the board, which Zay Flowers is interesting. And, and I heard Craig Stout say this and bring it up on uh, the Casey Laboratory mm-hmm. that Zay Flowers, Zay, no wide receiver with his measurables has ever been drafted in the first round, which I thought was interesting. It was like, like the, the measurables, highest, the highest speed in all of it. Yes. Okay. Yes. It was all of it together. Um, but mm-hmm. that notwithstanding, I would love Zay Flowers. We saw him at the East West Shrine Bowl. He seems like an Andy Reid receiver. Again, I've, I've said this on um, probably every show talking about receivers that uh, Joseph Hefner does sports data analytics for us on our KCSN Substack broke down what to expect from rookie wide receivers in Andy Reid's system. So if you're trying to bring in a guy that's going to get you seven, 800 yards, that's happened like once in Andy Reid's tenure. Correct. Uh, you are going to look at four to 500 yards and then hope to see that big jump in year two, which is what we're expecting from uh, Sky Moore going into this year. But I love the idea of thinking outside the box and where I land is if you get run on tackle, top five guys gone receivers, top guys gone. And I personally, I think Quentin Johnson's lovely talent, but I've been burned by loving big receivers so Mm -hmm. much that they just, whether it's separation, whether it's just Andy Reid's system, whatever it is, uh, not just with Andy Reid, just in general, the big guys, the big physical guys, it doesn't always pan out all that well. Um, Not fair to Quentin Johnson. That's how I feel. But the other position Nate, whether it's safety or even cornerback, what happens if a top corner falls because there's a run on other guys? Look, like we saw last year, like, in, like in the first couple rounds, they're going to have to make a hard decision on that. Um, if you have an opportunity to corner, if you have an opportunity to corner that you didn't think otherwise was going to be possible, even though your cornerback filled with young talent, does it give you more flexibility on a luxurious need? contract negotiation and when you talk about value for a top player you didn't think you were going to get plus what it could be not to say that you draft him you know he's gone Mm -hmm. but it's about accumulating talent and the benefit of that if you get that talent is maybe we don't get pigeonholed into having to write a huge contract and what does all that extra cash free up for again if a cornerback falls to us we didn't expect Uh, another one of those outside the box but it's positional values there right and it's it's numbers at a at a at a position where somebody's probably going to get hurt during the season yeah. at the quarterback position. Um, it's also a case like if they say they draft a quarterback in the first or second round, um, it doesn't necessarily change the desire to 
um, maybe offer an extension to Legereus Need, but now you have the entire season to go through it. Yeah. Um, you know, to where you don't feel like you know we have to lock him up now. Now, I think based on his sample size, his coverage ability, obviously his support in the run game from the nickel position, um, there's a very good argument to obviously sign him long term along with Chris Jones. Obviously, Chris Jones is the biggest right. and the sort of the first post draft domino that will have to fall for the team. Um, but look, I mean, they have Chris Jones and Derek Knight and Tershawn Wharton coming off an ACL injury. Can you name any other defensive tackles on the team? I'm not asking you, BJ. I'm asking the audience. We have a, we have two guys that can slide inside. Mike Dana, Charles yes. Yenihu. Yes. Those are not. Those not, are not first down. No, no first down. Not second down. No, no, no. That's, no, no, no. that's NASCAR. No, that's NASCAR. Right. So if I just ask the question and you can't answer it, ma'am or sir, that's why Maisie Smith seems appealing to me because when you go through these mocks, he's usually available in the high 20s, low 30s, uh, somewhere in that range. And look, he he offers a chance for Chris Jones to not take on as many double teams uh, if, you know, Maisie progresses at a, at a pretty good rate. Um, and I know before we get to the questions, I'll just say this, BJ. Um, this is my bold take. I think they've lied to us. I think they've lied to us for a month now. I think... Never. That would never happen. I think... For the draft. I think I think they told Patrick Mahomes, can you put out all the clips? Can you can you can you say nice things? Can we get you on on audio? You you don't even have to be in the picture, Patrick. Can we just get you out on audio saying good route to to Zay Flowers? Can like can we can we drum up enough interest to say hey we don't you know technically we don't have a number one receiver. I mean we don't. I mean the problem is um I thought Brett probably gave his most honest answer to date about Kadarius Tony. I think the truth here is that they want to see Kadarius Tony. They want to give him a real opportunity to grab hold of the number one receiving spot, to stay healthy, to see what he can do for a full season. I know there's skepticism to what I just said, but I think they lied to you. I think they lied to you about Quentin, about Zay, about <laughs> Jalen. I think they lied to you about Jonathan, uh, you know, Addison. Uh, I know, I know Jordan, Jordan Addison. Yeah, so many. There's so many names, kids. They, I know they, they lied to you about all these guys, all of them. They're in a draft, some receiver in the third round that you have not spent nearly enough time watching tape of <laughs> that is going to infuriate you and me because I, I have to report on these things. But I really think they've lied to people because they have more. This is just a fact. They have more reliable receivers on the roster right now. They have five of them, and of course, we're all still hyped on that narcotic that is the Justin Ross. That guy. Drunk. That is I was so bad for him. I started to feel bad for him at this point because the hype has gotten out of control. Keep sniffing like, Seriously. Keep, give me more clips. More they, You've seen this. You and I have both seen this over the years. These young guys get propped up. Yes. And then they feel like they're letting people down because the, the hype around them has surpassed what they had proven to that point. So all they're doing is playing catch up to what people had thought. And right now they think he's going to be the number three receiver. <laughs> I know. I know he was amazing in college. I get it, y'all. Yeah. Uh, he's dealing with foot injuries, which kind of needs your foot to run routes. Um, but hey, he's practicing or he's he's training right now, I guess is the right way to say it. And we want to see him in the training camp in the preseason uh, sort of context. But yeah, I mean, it was 420 a few days ago, and I'm surprised there wasn't a Justin Ross pack that I that I didn't hear about from 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 various people. I mean, continue to take that drug all the way 
through football season, but they have five legitimate receivers. They don't have five legitimate defensive linemen. They don't. They simply don't. So I think that they've lied to you so that they can get a defensive lineman in the first round. It's not sexy. It's not boring, but it's um, going to help you sustain obviously trying to be a contender to win Super Bowls in multiple years. And by the way, the timeline works out well because um, Charles Vinny was only on a two-year deal. George Karloftis is obviously the only person on a rookie contract. You would assume Chris Jones will get, um, you know, a pretty sizable raise. Uh, so you need cap-controlled, rookie, wage-scale control player at position. I'm just saying, I don't know if it'll be like a defensive tackle like, like Maisie Smith, even though that's who I generally enjoy watching and that his measurables are kind of off the charts but also they need to rush the passer better like yeah. they just they just need to they need bodies uh, much they better need, yeah they need capable bodies so i know you don't love you, you might not love richie james or justin watson but those guys are nfl players and they're going to be responsible and dependable and i don't know i just think they i just think they've lied to us that that's my big it's my big – I might be wrong, and I'm okay to admit if I'm wrong on Thursday night, but I just think the reality is, is that they've told everybody, oh, no, can you just imagine Patrick with this receiver? And I just think it's all lies. I am going to agree with you that I was very caught up. Like, when you see this stuff, and maybe it's just people that, like, they're caught up and they've reported and been there and understand how some of this stuff, like, it's always the why did this get out there? That's where I always go with most of anything that comes out. And when I saw the pictures of Quentin Johnson and Zay Flowers working out, two thoughts went through my mind. Either the Chiefs sent him down there knowing, hey, is your photographer going to be down there? They're putting this on social media like, perfect. Like, go ahead. Make sure you get some good angles. Get some good angles. Make sure you know exactly who they are. Or it was, damn it, the stuff just got out. <laughs> like They saw this, and if it was real, I don't think it's in between. I don't think they did not care either. They knew and right. were completely comfortable with what was going to happen, yeah. or they didn't know and they weren't exactly thrilled after the fact. There is no benefit to any information that's real coming out from the teams about their strategy. I know that's yes. hard for some fans to yes. understand, but look at it from the team's point of view. Team doesn't matter if everybody gets excited on draft night. They care that they win freaking games and they spend all year with their staff dozens of people working full-time jobs to make the best decision for this week. They're not going to let anything out. They could sway anything yes. in any direction, even a month before the draft. That does not happen. I know it's, oh, he's rising boards. He's climbing like the crap. This happened. It is. It does not work like that. Um, it, it, it is the easiest smoke screen. Cause you have the quarterback who's willing to go through it. <laughs> who's willing to say, sure. I like, I like to pass. I, I like to pass the Zay flyers. It might be, Later in September, it might be, you know, when he's a free agent in six years. Like, who cares? It like Indirectly takes some of the pressure off Justin Ross. It's like, all right, this is getting out of control. Yeah, Queen, yeah. Come, come down the street, come work out with us. Zay, fly in. Let's let's send it to Schefter and have him promote that he's coming. Like, what I saw from Schefter on that weird of a thing, it's like, what just happened? If the agent did that, how does that mess with it, the Chiefs? Like, how does that? It doesn't really benefit the Chiefs, although I guess they benefit based on perception. I think what it means is uh, Baltimore. Uh, you better, if my guy's there, 
I'm just saying he caught passes from Patrick Mahomes. I don't. I, you want him to keep falling? That's on you. You know, I, I feel like both of these receivers so are paid on eight million dollars more than anybody else. But again, never mind. why you need a rookie on a control cost for a couple of years? Fair. Very fair. <laughs> but like, you know, uh, I think I think it benefits both receivers, um, just because it shows a willingness to obviously go through the process. Um, to gain experience, to just show a commitment and a level of like wanting to see what is the best. Like you want to work out with the best. Like, yeah, if Patrick Mahomes, if the Chiefs are interested, if they're willing to go through this charade, I am willing to show people that like I love football. And yeah. so, hey, uh, you know, Minnesota, y'all don't have out of feeling no more. Zay Flowers is right there, you know. So I think it benefits yeah. the receivers more than I think it benefits the team. Although the Chiefs can just live off the perception that, well, you don't want you don't want Zay Flowers to fall to Patrick Mahomes because I mean they've already worked out together. So well, that, that's the that's the where I come from is like Andy Reid's playing 40 chess where he's like, you know what? The floor for Zay Flowers is 31. We are publicly using Adam Schefter to promote. You will not get Zay Flowers beyond 31. Anyone, you will. So, so they let it happen. So Mozzie Smith the Darnell Wright, the Anton Harrison, like yes. better chance that one of those big dudes. I agree with you. It was all said and done. I think whoever that pick is is in the trenches. I think it's either a tackle or I think it's a defensive line. Yeah. Uh, I still yes. do think, and I I cringe when I say this because I know I'm uh, being hypocritical to what I or contradictory to what I said earlier, but I still do think there's a pocket of edge rushers at 63. If I had to put money on it, that's kind of that sweet spot where some of those guys, at least the guys that I like, who knows mm-hmm. what the team likes and who the hell am I to have an opinion that's different, but it's a fun process, fun way to get to, to get to know these players. And Nate, we're 20 minutes into the show. We're going to go to our first break and we haven't got to a single of the five questions, which is pretty uh, par for the course. We'll be right back after this. Thanks for listening to KC sports network. Make sure you download our new app, find it on the app store or Google play. Just search KC sports network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Kansas City, the NFL draft is here. It is draft week in Kansas City, and what a time it is for our city. Just winning a Super Bowl thanks to Andy Reid and company and now hosting the NFL Draft. It's an incredible time to be in Kansas City and to be a Kansas City sports fan. And regardless of who you root for, there's only one selection that every football fan can share, and that's an ice-cold Miller Lite. Look, the players change, the coaches change, the rules change, but Miller Lite is still the perfect beer for draft time, game time, 
and everything in between. When I want a beer with some flavor, you know I go to the cooler and I reach for a Miller Lite. It's light on calories, not light on taste. It's a perfect beer for watching football, watching soccer, watching any Kansas City sports, and hanging out with the boys. It's my go-to. So kickoff comes around again. Enjoy the beer that tastes like the season, Miller Lite. Great taste, 96 calories. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash KCSN, or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Welcome back to KCSN Update. BJ Kissel hanging out with Nate Taylor from The Athletic. Nate, I promise you that I was trying to get to the five questions, but we were literally sitting there on break. And I looked on Twitter, an old friend from NFL Network, James Palmer, which just adds even more intrigue to this, has this quote to say from Travis Kelsey talking about Quentin Johnson and Zay Flatworth. I swear to you, I just saw this because Ken Swanson retweeted it. We're recording the show on Monday afternoon, and we're going to post yes. it on Tuesday afternoon. Post it in 24 hours. Who knows what could change by then? Quote, both of those guys could help us out right now. That's how special they are. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey on NFL Now on NFL Network about the workout in Texas with Zay Flowers and Quentin Johnson. Kelsey said all eyes were on them during the workout. Everybody's in on it, Nate. Or we're just <laughs> tinfoil I just can't trust anything. We've been conditioned. To trust nothing this time. I mean, look, it, it would be cool if it happens, but I just, come on, guys. Like, the odds are not in the Chiefs' favor. Like, I just, it's incredible. I just love if it's like one, internal. One, one workout, not an ass. He can help us immediately today. I just hope that it's like an internal, and this is this is conspiracy. This is going way off. Not that we're not already. Way off the deep end. What if it's like Andy Reid wants a tackle, <laughs> Brent Veach loves a receiver, and they're just leaking information just internally to try to get the other one to win? And just like a fun kind of, we're happy with either either case. Yes. Uh, but my favorite, my best case scenario, Nate, before we get into this, uh, Broderick Jones, not going to be available. Okay. He falls a little bit. His tape is so much fun to watch. Yeah. He, he should be arrested for assault on any kind of screen of yeah. what he does to those defensive backs. Anton Harrison, technician, fun to watch. But I actually had a lot of fun watching the offensive tackles that are projected in the first round in this. Uh, what we've seen over the years with fixing the offensive line after the Tampa game in one offseason, then the defensive backs just fix that in one draft, yeah. it basically seems like. And then last year, the big talk. I know they played well, especially down the stretch. Andrew Wiley deserves all the money he got from Washington. Mm -hmm. We talked all year about the tackle struggling and all the pressures that were given up. They signed Juwan Taylor. You go draft a tackle, and you've kind of seemingly done the same thing for, what, the third offseason in a row where you address an area that we talked about mm -hmm. um, the whole time. And then pass rush, bringing in Joe Cullen and right. Right. Uh, not having him be in charge of the run game, get after the quarterback, and have that kind of be a focus, and we saw that play itself out. All right, let's get to the actual questions here halfway through the show. The first one we've talked about. He said Mozzie Smith. So we're skipping the first one. I just said, so who are we going to draft, Nate? <laughs> so, I, I I think I, I really three, think. Oh, hero. Give me three yeah. names. Three names. Obviously, I like Smith. I just think really good. Durable player also, too. Played a lot of snaps in college. Um, so that that gives you a similar path of like what George Karloftis did at Purdue. 
um, his final year um, in college where he just he, he was just on the field all the time and he was just really productive. Um, if if a receiver is actually taken, I think it's Jalen Hyde. That um speed man, speed 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 speed. Um, if you have Jalen Hyatt and Marquez Valdez Scantlin with Kelsey working underneath and obviously Kadarius Tony being just the rare athlete that he can be, then yeah, I can see it. I can I can see that being a discussion Wednesday night all the way up till Thursday in the Chiefs draft room where they say, Hey, it's a little bit of a gamble, um, because he's not the best route runner, but man, if we could just get him the ball downfield that can open up so many other things in our offense um, that I could see that from a receiver standpoint. I love Darnell Wright. He's not going to be there. <laughs> Just yeah. not. But if he somehow gets to 18, 19, 20, make the phone call. Make it. Okay. Make are the you phone worried call. About, are you worried about some of the reports that have come out? I know it's the week before the draft. Some of the stuff cards coming out, but they're once – source cited several different personnel executives across the AFC and NFC. They talked about work ethic and just, it's all natural talent. It's not a love of the games. A lot of things that to me, red flags, that is why Andy Reid is so good at what he does. Every, every but, Chiefs fan should be like, keep saying it, keep saying it. He don't, <laughs> he, he doesn't want to play for them. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't want to play for the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, he doesn't want, he doesn't want to do it. You know, he doesn't want to play Jaylen, for the Bills. Jalen Hyatt's an interesting one. Cause athletically skill set, all of that, Absolutely there. The one thing that worries me with him, and I, I could pretend to be it, like Kent Craig, Maddie, those guys, and the, the draft guy, they do all of the work. Yeah. I just, from the outside looking in, their offense was so unique at Tennessee with what they asked those receivers to do that the biggest question marks about how Jalen Hyatt can fit in Kansas City could not be answered by anybody on the outside. It has to be answered by a player and a coach sitting in a room going over the offense. And all the option routes, all the things mentally that Andy Reid's system puts on those receivers yep. that he has no experience doing. Not that he couldn't figure it out or learn to do it. They have to be really comfortable with him on the board, understanding how much does he know about the game and reading defenses and option routes, when to cut off, when to find windows. That's the biggest question mark, which isn't a positive or a negative. It's just a we can pop we couldn't possibly know um, that side of it unless you're really around the kid a lot. Uh, and I just don't know. But his highlights are nice. Now, He's got, really got nice. he's got everything he needs in that regard. Yeah. Uh, athletically, it's just mm-hmm. the other piece of it that's so important that we don't know. All right, let's move on to the next one. It's kind of going back to free agency and all that, but you and I haven't uh, had a chance to do this in a couple months. What are your just overall thoughts on what they did in free agency, the guys they brought in, the guys they let go, some of the contracts that were signed, uh, and just any new faces that were added to the team, just kind of high level. Uh, what kind of surprised you about how free agency all played out? Yeah, I I was I was a bit surprised, and the more you you thought it through, you said, okay, well they deserve the benefit of the doubt. But I I was surprised that it was Jawan Taylor, and it was for that contract, basically, you know, twenty million a year. And when I saw the number, and I was trying to confirm it and, and get it all, you know, on paper down, it was like that's left tackle money. That's not right tackle money. And then, of course, I was told within minutes that, yeah, he's going to get the opportunity to play left tackle um, if the offseason goes a certain way. Now, I would say contractually, he needed to be the left tackle. <laughs> like, yeah, you would have had to have gotten someone like 
like wildly impressive in the draft, obviously at this point, to move him back to right tackle. Um, and of course, they want to give Lucas Niang a shot. Um, so that's the sure. comment on Jawan being at the left tackle. So I was a bit surprised there. But again, they did it with Orlando Brown. They feel like they have the coaching staff and the infrastructure in place. Um, you know, I talked to Andy Reid at the owners' meetings, and he said, look, Jawan kind of knows the system because obviously he's coming from Doug Peterson, um, obviously working under Andy Reid for several years. So he'll get the terminology. It's about just obviously working and polishing the technique before opening day if yeah. he is indeed the left tackle. And then the second thing for me, BJ, was um, they only used a portion of Patrick Mahomes' salary, basically, his offseason salary, to convert towards, you know, this part of the offseason for this mm-hmm. particular year. Now, as Clark Hunt tells tells me, if you just take a percentage now, obviously the more of that carries over, you can take an even bigger portion of it in 2024 or 2025 before he gets a new contract in 2026. Well, they got to space would, out would be my at escrow cash payment. They just did yes, it. Juwan Taylor. They put $140 million in two years ago from Holmes. Yes. 60 million already this year for Juwan Taylor. And then Chris Jones is due. It's funny. Money. Yeah. And then Mahomes is due again. And so mm-hmm. those are, I had that, tried to have that nuanced conversation on Twitter, mm-hmm. which blew up exactly how you'd expect. Uh, talking about cash and how it works with owners and the businesses yeah. have to have a budget yeah. uh, and set cash. And just having an excess $140 million sitting over here to write a check is something that you have to plan for. And when you plan for those, you set budgets. And when you have budgets, it's kind of hard to adjust. Uh, what do you yeah. do those things? Um, and, you're asking, and you're asking for like a again. Right. And you're asking for like a couple million of adjustments. Like, hey, uh, you know, we didn't necessarily foresee Drew Tranquil being available or hey, you know, we might want to get this guy for a million dollars, you know, but we also have to allocate money for the upcoming draft picks. You know, the Chiefs have 10 draft picks. Based on their money situation, I don't really know they want I don't really know if they want to take 10 players or if 10 How many players do you think they end up with make the roster? You know? Yeah. Um, my guess will be seven to eight, you know, um, somewhere in there would be would be my guess. I'll probably take seven picks, maybe eight if it works out a certain direction. Um, but Unlike last year, I think they're not really in a position to take 10 players and for like nine of them to be on the initial 53-man roster. Um, With all that said, it was fascinating that they used the portion of Patrick Mahomes' deal to take care of the defense, not the offense. Um, And I wrote about this in The Athletic, that the oldest player on defense right now is Chris Jones. They are going to be even younger, even more athletic. Uh, you you sign Mike Edwards, and obviously you have Dion Bush back. So I think at the time, maybe he wasn't involved into the equation yet, but basically he's like 30. Uh, they, they really don't have anybody 31 or older right. on defense. Um, Those olds at 31. So, but, you know, they get they get Drew Tranquil. You know, they get Charles yeah. Aminiu, like, you know, who was one of the youngest available, you know, pass rushers in free agency. So I think them using Mahomes's contract as a way to further add resources to the defense, I think is very fascinating because it's another sort of wink wink at the idea of, hey, we're gonna put some real trust in Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony and Marquez Scanlon. And yeah, we'll flirt with Ordell Beckham one more time. So we're not going to give him what Baltimore gave him. My what? No, we're not, not going to give him that. Um, 
And so we're at the point where teams are paying more than they should to keep people from Kansas. You can't convince me that's not part of it. Yeah. So it's a beautiful place to be. Yeah. And, you know, what they've always asked veterans like a Carlos Dunlap is how much are you willing to financially compromise to play on a winning championship contending team versus trying to get the most maximizing your value on the market? Yep. And that's a decision that the player has to make. And whichever decision they make is completely understandable from my standpoint. Um, but that's the question that the Chiefs have often asked veteran free agents at this point in their careers. So um, that would be the biggest thing for me is like, hey, Jawan Taylor is going to try to do the same thing as Orlando Brown and try to do it better. Okay. And then secondly, they look about as good on paper defensively as they have ever looked in the Patrick Mahomes' era. When you take out the idea that Eric Berry was basically in his last chapter and Justin Houston uh, had pretty much made the decision before the 2018 season started that he was not coming back. So once you take those two people out of the equation, of course, we all know what happened with D Ford. Right now, this this defense looks um, – this defense has a chance to get better than it was last year. And last year, you could argue the defense was comparable to the one in 2019. More with Nate Taylor. We're going to get the final three questions, and we're going to knock those out quickly, including what uh, nailing the draft in 2023 like they did in 2022 would do for that whole dynasty talk. That right after this. You're listening to KC Sports Network. We'll be right back after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to KCS and Update. BJ Kissel hanging out with Nate Taylor. Nate, biggest need for the Chiefs. You kind of mentioned it before. I know you said defensive line. Let's let's go to next biggest need for the team since we kind of ran through a lot of these questions and are open before we even got to them. <laughs> no, it, it, it's it's totally fair. I, I would still probably say right tackle. Um, I would put right tackle above receiver um, just because, you know, these things change throughout the offseason. But you go from the owner's meeting being like, uh, you sure about this, Andy? To coming out of the owner's meeting to being like, oh, they signed Richie James on a Friday. You know, uh, yeah. not a big signing. But you look at the production, you go, okay, like he's a he's a player that has grown every stage in his career. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Brett Beast last week was like, well, we tried to trade for him when he was with the 49ers. <laughs> like, who haven't you tried to trade for? Yeah. Uh, uh, and then, of course, they, they re-signed Justin Watson, which Andy Reid basically told me he expected to happen. So, okay, you got five receivers. Cool. Um, they want to have a competition for Lucas Niang to win. And I think we need to – I need to get better at, at communicating that to fans, to the audience. They want to draft someone, I believe, in the second, third, maybe fourth round of the draft, you know, unless that player somehow falls in the first round that, hey, that's a real competition at the right tackle spot that they want Lucas Niang to win. 
because Lucas Niang is the more experienced player. He has started in the NFL, and although he has never played an NFL season from beginning to end, um, they want to push him in all the ways possible. So, hey, you're getting towards the second half of your rookie contract. You're having to come back from a major injury. Uh, the guy who replaced you helped the team win a Super Bowl. And don't get too comfortable because we drafted X, who's going yeah. to take real first-team reps in training camp to see who the best option is at right tackle. Because every other place in the offensive line is you know, solidified. You can lock it in. Um, but I do think that, obviously, Lucas Yang has the inside track. Um, but for assurance reasons to have a, maybe a better option from a swing tackle standpoint, be because again, Lucas Nang has never played, he's never started and finished the season without an injury in his career. And I know it's still early, but that's just a fact. Um, yeah. they at least want to push at that position. So I think it's defensive line, it's right tackle, and I think it's a mix between receiver and tight end. I think... You get to the second round, you know, you you wake up Friday, and I think the situation for the Chiefs is, at least how I would have, you know, advised them, um, is who's the best pass catcher? Forget the position. Who the best route yeah. runner? Forget the position. Which is why I like Tucker Croft so much. It's just like he's a receiver in a tight end's body. And I'm not saying he's going to be Travis Kelsey anytime soon. Um, but there are snaps available at the tight end position because we know Andy Reid likes run so many multiple tight end sets. And look, uh, Jody Fortson deals with injuries. Blake Bell is toward the end of his career. And of course, Noah Gray is more of the traditional tight end where this player, if he's a pass catcher, um, might see the field sooner than a rookie receiver could. But again, you look at second, third round, who's the best pass catcher? Don't tell me if he's a receiver or a tight end. Andy Reid will make it work. Yeah, and you think beyond this year, I think offensive guard is one of those positions that we're mm. not talking about a lot, not at the first round, uh, but Joe Tooney's gone. Who's going to slide in there at that backup, that left guard? Who's going to be the left guard for the rest mm. of Patrick Mahomes' prime? Uh, and bringing in a player in the mid-rounds makes all sense in the world. Yes. I, mean, I think yeah. regardless of that, I love the way you put that, I think regardless of who the Chiefs end up drafting, if they end up taking a tackle in the first round, OTA's start of training camp, Lucas Niang is going to be the right tackle on the first mm -hmm. team reps. You and I have seen this over the years. Yep. And then Juwan Taylor is going to be a left tackle. Now, regardless of the reasoning, if you start to see after two weeks, after about seven, eight practices and pads, all of a sudden Juwan Taylor is going to the right side and that rookie sliding to left, that's the one that would catch my attention. Mm -hmm. The reason why is we can say everything we want about Juwan Taylor being athletic enough to move to the left side. We know that's not easy. No, And it's just, it's weird for me to think that regardless of the contract, I understand he got paid left tackle money. He wants to do that. He's getting $60 million guaranteed to win a few Super Bowls. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you have a left tackle that you draft that has been a left tackle for four years, and you've got a tackle that you've signed that has been an above average, very solid right tackle for the last several years, why make them both play in positions that they wouldn't necessarily be comfortable with? You can try it. Mm -hmm. about two weeks it's like you know what let's go back to where you've been playing where you've been playing we tried this this is the most comfortable spot that we can be in that's not going to happen off the top for all the reasons that we mentioned that they're great right. Juwan Taylor that shot at left tackle if the rookie steps in and plays really well do they move him to right or do they flip him back and tell Andy Heck you don't have to teach your two guys protecting Patrick Mahomes edges 
uh, with guys that are in positions that they haven't been playing for the last several years. Right. Why do that to yourself? Right. And you could always go back to Jawan and say, um, we signed you to be a winning player, and we never guaranteed yeah. that you would play left tackle. We just said that we think you are capable and athletic enough to do it, but circumstances change. Please change alongside us. Here's your check. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, technically the fourth, but we've, who knows? Uh, <laughs> we, I said this before with Matt Miller yesterday. A lot of the talk around the Patriots and their dynasty with Tom Brady, Bill Belichick was about those two guys. I'd argue that the reason that they had that kind of sustained success is they also nailed two drafts in a row with contributors, with guys who could step up and play, much like the Chiefs did last year uh, with that draft. Yes. We're already in the middle of a dynasty. Like, we're already at the start of a dynasty. We can throw that word around now. They won two Super Bowls in the last three years. If they hit this draft the way they did last year, even with just contributors, even with specialty third down back, uh, whatever those roles are, Mm -hmm. they end up, if they walk away with guys who within a year, four or five guys who are starting, Mm -hmm. this could be a stretch of success that the league has never seen just because of how impressive last year's draft was. They do that again. Not just what it means for those players, but what it means financially and roster composition of financially being able to go spend money in free agency. It's a whole lot easier to do when literally half of your starters are on rookie deals. Right. And on like the second or third year of that deal, it buys you some time. And you always talk about those core seven guys that you pay, that get the big contracts. You start nailing all these draft picks. You can be a little more flexible uh, with all those contracts. What do you think hitting on a draft like that again would do for the long-term kind of viewpoint of what this organization and what this stretch could look like for Chase Kingdom. Yeah. Um, you might be able to elongate Travis Kelsey's career. That's kind of where my mind went originally is like, does Kelsey have to play so many snaps? Um, now part of that is his own prerogative and right. how the team structured this out. But yeah, give him Mahomes as many weapons or give him Mahomes elite protection um with a coaching staff that has obviously had some changes. Obviously Eric Berry or excuse me, Eric Bieniemy, um, out obviously now, um, Matt Nagy, you know, in that offensive coordinator role, it just gives you a chance to not be weak at any position in any game. And I think that is something that the Patriots, um, that's what separated them in their era was that you had to have a specific roster designed to go toe to toe with their strengths just as much as trying to exploit a few of their weaknesses. Um, so it's a passing league. Um, if Trent McDuffie's good, if Justin, excuse me, if, uh, if Justin Reed, you know, stays healthy and, and capable, I'm really fascinated to see how Brian Cook plays in year two. But like if the secondary stays intact and they continue to grow, um, if Karloftis becomes, uh, just a real guy, uh, if they have three, I think if they have three players in this draft who are similar to like Nick Bolton or, you know, Legereus Sneed or, uh, you know, Creed Humphrey, obviously Trey Smith. Trey Smith was taken in the sixth round and he's only been a starter his entire career uh, so far. If they have three or four of those guys, um, and even if they have a surprise, like someone like Isaiah Pacheco last year, it just means that they have no weaknesses if they just mm-hmm. stay relatively healthy. 
Um, because Harrison Bucker is one of the most clutch kickers in the league. Uh, Tommy Towson had a large leap as a punter last season, although we talked about him as a holder at times, <laughs> you know. But really, um, it'll come down to how balanced will they be and just how well Mahomes will play under pressure and obviously during certain situations. But it's they're gonna it's gonna be tough for teams to score points just because they're gonna have youth, but also a nice blend of experience because all those guys played championship ball when they entered the program and the program never fell off to where those guys weren't getting the necessary experience. So uh, if they have again three to four guys that are like guys that you remember that you can name all, um, it just means that whew, outside of injuries teams are going to have to play pretty perfect ball in January to to stop them from getting back to the Super Bowl or to stop them from winning the Super Bowl absolutely we're going to get to the last question here but breaking news as we're recording that uh, Aaron Rodgers just got traded to the New York Jets they finally got the compensation right Woo! Uh, by the time people are listening to this podcast all the information will have been dissected you'll be tired of hearing about it if you haven't already been tired of hearing about that but it finally got done uh, it's seven months, it seems, after it got leaked and started. But, uh, Nate, my final question for you here on KCS and Update. The NFL draft coming to Kansas City, largest event in our city's history. What part of this whole deal, we t- we've been talking about the picks and how that it's going to affect the Chiefs. Just what part of this this thing are you most looking forward to from like a Kansas City perspective over the next several days of half a million people, million, however many people end up yeah, in the city, of uh, hundreds of millions of dollars, hundred, $150 million in revenue yeah. coming to the city because of it. Uh, what are you looking forward to most about this whole freaking event being here and, and showing off our city? Well, I love that we have a brand new airport for people to come into. Um, I love that, you know, I'm fascinated. Like we don't really have traffic. It's one of the things that I love saying about Kansas city to other people and, you know, similar size or bigger metropolitans is just like, you know, you can get anywhere here relatively easy. And I think Kansas Cityans should like uh, be grateful for that. I want the weather to work out. I really don't want rain. I don't want hail. Lord, please let us have a nice breezy day. Um, but yeah, I just, I hope that the, the city um, is adored ultimately. Um I know it's going to be a special night Thursday, and I know Clark Hunt has already thought about this, of like, I don't really want to trade out of the first round, even if it's, like, possibly a good thing, because, like, Super Bowl champs, first round pick, like, we in the night, you know, theoretically right now, unless they obviously move up. But, like, yeah, like, just what that will mean um, to fans, to the city, um, there are lovely things to do in this city that have nothing to do with football. And people, I think, will be able to stumble upon those things um, before Thursday night or before Friday night. But I just want a true, um, passionate war about barbecue. (laughs) Because this is what we, this, this is our moment. It's football and barbecue. This is, this is us. It's us, ladies and gentlemen. I know that some people are going to be like, well, I couldn't go here because it was, it was packed. Then I went over here and you know, I, like, you know, I like it. Or like, I, I appreciate it. Or like, oh, well, someone told me this, but I actually like this better. 
and that will only intensify people's bloodthirst yeah. for who has the best barbecue in this town. So um, I know there are other eateries to take from. That's fine. But I do want people to I do want people to have real debates coming away from this being like, yeah, Kansas City has it. Like, and I, there's there's no there's no there, we're not going to have this in Memphis anytime sooner. St. Louis or, you know, I mean, do we really have to talk about Texas barbecue? Don't even mention Carolina. Um, but anyway, like I just wanted to be I want to be solidified that obviously the Chiefs, Kansas City had the best football team last year and the draft just further proves that we have the best barbecue. There are legit like 15 barbecue places now that people say you have to try when you come yes. here. And I'm going to give credit to Kansas City because I am very much one of the stuck in my ways people of like, there's three barbecue places that I would always eat at. And I used to, when I was younger, I'd eat the Haywards all the time. Mm-hmm. It would have been in my top three and everybody would look at me sideways. Big team. Uh, but, but for me, it's like Joe's Q39. Those are the two that I eat the most. Mm-hmm. Jack Stack is in that because I like that. Degree based, molasses based sauce. Yep. And then you've got like your Arthur Bryant's and your Gates. Like the original, like the five, those are the five to me. And then Hayward's I would throw in there because of where I grew up and how close it was. But now you got Chef Jay, you got Meat Mitch, which I know I believe I you guys. Me. I love Meat Mitch. You got I these new it. ones that are entering this conversation uh, in a very real way. Yes. And Ken Swanson swear by Chef Jay. I have not had it yet. But you got like legit Kansas City people being like, you have got to try these. I need to be better about that because I have very much been stuck in my like. Give me a Z man, and I'm gonna be happy. Yeah, I know I'm gonna love it. I know I'm gonna leave very satisfied. And when I'm hungry and I want barbecue, I don't want to get it wrong. So it's like I'm gonna go with what I know. That's just how I am. But I'm proud of Kansas City for really opening up the conversation. I know you do it with Meat Bitch. Ken's doing it with Chef Jay. You've got Blind Box. You've got uh, Rubex. You got all these different slaps. uh, Is brought up. There's so many of them. I just I saw a quiz on Twitter earlier. It was like how many have you been to? And it was like 36. If it was like if you only been to eight, like that's a yeah. horrible Kansas City, and I think I was like at twelve, so I yeah. feel okay. Look, uh, I mean, I, I, love I, that. I, have, I have real, I have real. Uh, I mean, I grew up on Gates; it's still the best sauce in the world. But I have, I have real friendships with like Meat Mitch. I have real friendships with people at Char Bar. Um, you know, you should try it all. Like it's, yeah. it's wonderful. I have not gone to Jay's yet, so I got to get up there uh, post draft at some point. But yeah, like. Like it's not close, guys. It's not. Yeah. This, Go to this. This is us. We got fountains. We got a good. You know, the city has had the best run it's had in the NFL, and like it's a wrap. We 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 got jazz and we got barbecue. We, yeah. we can't be stopped. Like New Orleans, come holler at us, but you're not beat. Go to Gates, get yelled at. Go to LC, maybe get yelled. That's fifty fifty at Passies. <laughs> we'll go there and get the sandwich. We are like, why even give me bread? What's the point? Of putting this tiny little falling apart piece on like six pounds of meat. Soak, soak it up. Point. Soak it up. What is the point? Love it. Nate Taylor from The Athletic Man. We appreciate it. What could people look forward to with uh, the work that you've got going on over the next couple of days before uh, Thursday Night's Pick gets here? Yeah. Well, it's funny. I'm going to have to reach out to my editor because we're going to have to change our beat writer mock draft based on this recent <laughs> new information you're telling me. Uh, BJ, but now we'll have B Rider Mock Drafts. Obviously, my last Chiefs Mock Draft is out. Um, got some stuff in the works. We'll see how it all goes. Um, might be some stuff post draft. Might be some stuff Thursday. Still trying to figure that out. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good headache. 
Yeah. It's a really good headache to be like, are you going to be like everybody in my family's like, or my friends are like, so are you going to be it? Like the memorial, are you going to be at your station? Are you going to be with the team? And it's like, yeah, Andy really didn't want the team to move. So I'm just going to be at the stadium where everyone, where everyone won't. That might not be the worst thing in the world. I've told my friends, like, if you're not yeah, in terms of, going down yeah. to the jab, just like leave. Just go to a bar. Yeah, just go to a bar. Or just, just leave town. Go to yeah. go to Saint, go to Wichita. Like, just get out of town. It's gonna be a mess. We're gonna be at PL and part of me's excited. Part of me's like, this is gonna be a mess. Uh, so many people not gonna be able to get around. I haven't I haven't thought about this. Are the Royals in town this week? They're not, they can't be a town, right? There's no who way. Would, who would go to these games? But I mean that wholeheartedly oh uh, yeah they're in minneapolis why don't you go to minneapolis see the boys in there you me. go yeah there you go so you know good for the royals good for love it appreciate everybody for hanging out hit that uh like and subscribe give us a five-star review if you like the content we'll have more stuff getting you ready for the nfl draft including tuesday night we'll be going live at 6 p.m with eric galco maddie lang ken swanson and myself uh, we'll be physically at the airport from the tasting bar in Concourse B, live streaming from the new airport. Going to be a lot of fun, so check that out. Make sure you hit uh, that subscribe and follow. Turn notifications on our YouTube channel. Lots of good content. We appreciate you all for hanging out. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN, covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.